Hello and welcome to Room Escape Divas. Today we will be discussing criticism. Woo! You sound sick, man. Pants. Why did you insist sick. on doing the opening? You kept saying, oh, you should do it. And then you'll sound bad. Then we could say, you're sick. And I'm like, fine. I'm waiting for my Advil cold and sinus to kick in. Oh, man, Pans, you've been sick for a while. Yeah. Anyway, oh, no. sorry. My name is Errol. I'm Manda. I'm Ruby. Pause, pause. I'm Mike. Oh, so you notice that you always pause. Why do you pause? In fact, when we redid it last time, you did this humongous pause. And because it wasn't the edited version, this was last last yeah. podcast, we didn't edit it out. And then there's like, you know, this five second pause. Like Mike, Mike is wondering, is it my turn? But he's the last person to say. That's always the case. It's a signature. I paused this time because I drank mm-hmm. some drink. Yeah, she was drinking. Yeah. No, no, that's fine. We're yeah. all good. Anyway, we're super excited. I'm excited today. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, because because I like drama. That's yes, why. <laughs> you do. You do. But this time you're involved in the drama. Oh, yeah. I know. It was, it was, it was, it was a bit sad for me because i was going to go to bed and then all of a sudden i got drama and i was just like are oh. we are we are we talking about the drama or? of course we're gonna talk about oh, the drama. Okay. oh <laughs> we're gonna talk about all sorts of drama okay why don't you tell us that errol well this started off now the thing is i'm not going to i'm not going to call anyone out no so and the main reason I'm not going... There's a number of reasons why I don't want to call anyone out. And that's because my goal... This isn't a vendetta where I want to seek out justice. And furthermore, I also don't want owners or anybody to feel that they need to fear anything they say because suddenly we are going to pounce on them in a podcast. Right. Mm -hmm. If it's bad design, I might pounce on them in a podcast. (laughs) As we have demonstrated in the past. Yes. But usually we try to wait till they, they die out, right? Yeah, because when they close true. down entirely, then we oh, name then all the once, names. Once they're closed down, then yeah. we will have a field day. But yeah. until then, we don't, we don't actually wish for escape rooms to close down. There's this one escape room in our area that closed down, and I felt sad. Yeah. No. Yeah, and it wasn't the greatest escape room, but it had some interesting elements. And so I was sad that they closed down. And now there are a couple ones opening up that I'm taking an interest in, not so much because I, you know, I'm trying to take sides of it because I don't want them to die out because I think they're doing interesting things and running a business Mm -hmm. is hard. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mike runs a business. He's sad every day. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't say sad, but I'm usually busy. Yes. He's busy every day. (laughs) Anyway, just, just to give a short, you know, to make a really long Preface. drama aspect <laughs> into a short story because it mm-hmm. could go on forever. I suddenly get in I suddenly get a direct message. Now, what people may not know about me is I'm also one of the mods in the Escape Room Enthusiast Facebook group. And so it is our job pretty much just to accept people who answer questions, deny people who don't answer questions, and get rid of people who want to sell Ray Bans. Honestly. How many <laughs> people can sell just I think it's almost done now, but there was a point in time that everybody wanted to sell Ray Bans. It was just brutal. Anyway, we delete those posts. We also try yeah. to we also delete, you know, marketing posts in yeah. the Facebook enthusiast group. Of course. Now it's funny though, you're probably wondering that now when people try to join the Facebook enthusiast group, they have to answer two questions. Ah. And if they don't answer those questions, it says we will uh, we will just deny you um, access. We won't let you into this Facebook group. And still, nobody answers these questions. It's like, what? why don't you answer the questions? They're not hard questions. It's not like I'm asking you for your GPA or how much you make. It's just like, why do you want to join? Anyway, <laughs> anytime. It, it makes it much easier who to deny because we just go, yeah. didn't answer question. Deny all. Makes me feel good inside. <laughs> no, <kidding>. Oh, wow. <laughs> Anyway, I haven't this is the episode to... where Errol reveals his black, black hearts. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, getting back to the original story, this guy contacts me. And I think we've, we've had interaction before in the past, but all of a sudden, out of the blue, he says, he starts complaining about how the Facebook enthusiast group is allowing lies and 
things to propagate and what am I going to do about it? I'm going, I have no idea what you're talking about. Right. <laughs> and then he of goes course. on about how this, uh, how this, how people are, you know, spreading lies and doing bad things about small business, the small businesses and the business is struggling and that's not fair and, and I need to hold up the integrity of the group or things like that. I could probably read it to you verbatim, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> and so I'm still trying to figure out what's going to happen because I was going to go to bed in 10 minutes and all of a sudden I'm getting all these, these, yeah. these things that I need to do about the Facebook group. <clears throat> and so I start asking. Could, I asked him for a link. What is he talking about? And so on. And then, and I think he blocked, well, first off, he didn't say that it was his Facebook. It was his uh, uh, escape room. His escape room. Yeah. And I mm. found out that out by looking both of these things up because I started searching. I couldn't find what he was talking about. And so I started searching and searching and I couldn't find anything. And then he gives me a name of who's doing it. And so I did some more searches and I couldn't find anything. The only thing I found was how the name that she, he gave me complained that she did a really bad and sucky room and that's it that's all she said and then if he responded oh which room is this and then she responded something along the lines oh now you're you're you know going um following me around because i don't like your room <laughs> and so on and this was buried inside of another thread so it wasn't mm. even a thread that she started she was just talking about a room she did not like and so the only oh, thing man. i could gather from that is that there is a personal feud between one owner and one customer. Now he wants me to do something about that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> Fun and times. Be- and then because I questioned him, I was like, well, so far I haven't seen any proof that... And then he was accusing her you know, of like rating him really low and getting a bunch of other people to rate him low and, diff- and you know, spreading lies about the area of bad rooms, whatever. And I'm thinking, you know, I, I don't just just ban people on another person's word. I need more yeah, proof than you, you just telling me she's a horrible person. And mm-hmm. then, then he just then he got angry and blocked me. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> yes. I see. Yeah. So it was it was really interesting because this uh this all happened in, just in the last couple of days. Now hmm. there's a, now now one thing I do want to make it clear. Again, I don't want to, I don't want to call him out. And I can understand that the guy is frustrated. If his business is doing badly, mm-hmm. and you know, if it's true that someone is trying to tear him down as an escape room owner, and he's poured his whole life into this, mm-hmm. you know, that's frustrating. Yeah. You know, true. if mm-hmm. I can, I can totally get that. And he's probably just really emotional at the moment, and is trying everything he can to make sure that you know his business is doing well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you need a little bit more people skills than just yelling at mods to do what <laughs> you want them to do. Basically, I said, you sound a little bit demanding. And he says, I don't care if I sound demanding. Oh, this wow. is what you need to do. <laughs> I was like, okay, you didn't like, win no. me over. In fact, all it did was want me to investigate him, find out that he was an unreasonable <laughs> guy. And, and then, but I didn't actually, I didn't. Also, I didn't kick him out of the group or anything like that. He's probably no. He hadn't upset. done anything in no, the group. No, he's to... just upset, and I can get that. So that brings us to the topic. After about you know ten minutes of me talking <laughs> about criticism, mm-hmm. yes. When you are an owner, when you are in any creative endeavor, when you are in a business, you will get criticism. That's you, what's going to happen. You get a lot of yep. criticism. Mm-hmm. And in the age of Yelp, it's pretty rampant now, right? Like well, anyone can. It's leave not rampant in the enthusiast, or sorry, in the escape room world, because almost everybody gets five stars. Well, yes, there is that. <laughs> but you do get people complaining if they only get four stars, and I'm like, come on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. And we we do find that there are owners out there and designers. Who and enthusiasts. And enthusiasts. It's just get, filled with drama yeah. and ego. It's amazing. But <laughs> they they do either put their critiques up or get critiques. And uh, there is a lot of... The response is very defensive, right? That you... you he, you've Yeah, like Errol said, you've poured 
your heart and soul and lots of money into this into this passion or into this business of yours and uh the response you might get back from some people are is less than you know less than ideal or just outright horrible and yeah you want to protect it or you 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 can't see why why they would hate it so much and and you and your response is sometimes to to lash out at those people because they're affecting your business that if they leave these awful reviews and people read those awful reviews then nobody's going to come and your business is going to fail and there's it's it's hard because you know you've already built the room and everything but it's it's necessary to actually before you before you lash out before you do anything to to be able the ability to look at that criticism and to determine what is important and what isn't is a really necessary skill when you're running these businesses. Now, it can be problematic because I know in the industry, what do you do if all of a sudden, for an owner, if you come up with someone that's more influential saying bad things? Right. And that's Definitely. a problem. If it's just one person who doesn't even call you out in the, in the group and then you jump on them, then, mm -hmm. you know, like you will get bad reviews. It's going to happen. Yes, absolutely. And you're yeah, gonna get, everyone has a bad day. And you'll probably get bad re reviews from us. Uh-oh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we... And Errol will say things he enjoys about a room and things he... Do, and all of us will say things we don't enjoy about the rooms. And, of course. Um, it's... Like I said, it's, it's a skill to be able to see... Like, you know, theater reviews and everything. To be able to see when someone doesn't like something because it's their personal preference. Like, mm -hmm. if somebody is like, well, this room sucks! It's super scary! It's like, well, okay, if you don't like scary things, then yeah, you're not going to like it. Yeah. But if, like, everybody is consistently saying the same things, or if somebody doesn't like... If, if there was problematic design things, if there's problematic tech, if your customer service sucked then those are things to actually probably listen to and to mm -hmm. and to delve into and to figure it out. Yeah, people hate me. <laughs> people I don't know hate. about that. No, well, yeah, no, I think people do. Yeah. <laughs> Amanda knows. Amanda knows. I know. People, people, yeah. People hate Yeah. <laughs> One of them might be Amanda. No! <laughs> I think uh, with this whole thing is that there's also a lesson in giving criticism as well. Because, uh, yes. I mean, for all of us, we all started as bloggers or people writing reviews before we started this podcast, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I remember when I started out my blog... At first, I, I was just having fun with the escape rooms and, you know, I had no intention to. But then I came across a really <laughs> awful experience. And we're not going to go into it just because, you know, we, we've talked about this experience quite a few times. But it was like really bad customer service, like the worst that could have happened. And I remember at that time, I just wrote whatever was on my mind and I wrote everything. Because it was a personal blog. It wasn't meant to like, you know attack anyone right because a lot of bloggers like people start their own blogs because they're trying they have something they want to share they, they have something they want to vent about right, right. so and it's I, not like they're influential or anything and i found those first couple of uh times that i did that mm. uh, owners would react very very yes. quickly uh, whether and then you'd find out quickly who had good customer service in terms of dealing with that and who obviously didn't because there would right. be people you know, basically threatening us to take down those reviews. Mm -hmm. And then there would be other people inviting feedback saying, okay, so like what let's break it down. Yeah. What exactly happened? How can we make this work? Mm -hmm. And sometimes we'd be invited to go and check out the thing again, which sometimes I'd rewrite a review. And I remember talking to somebody else who was also writing uh, blogs and saying, well, you shouldn't rewrite your experience based on revisiting. That doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> but I found a good formula, or at least somebody gave me some good advice in terms of giving criticism, is that you kind of put it in, a, for lack of a better term, a shit sandwich. Um, basically, you pad whatever you're going to criticize them with, with two things that you did like. So you would say something you like, something you didn't like, and then something that positive well about your something. experience. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm horrible at that. 
<laughs> yeah, you start with something you do like and then just... No, uh, no, sometimes uh, I don't even do that. No. No, I'm a horrible <laughs> criticism giver, actually. <laughs> and I know yeah. that I know that philosophy that, you know, people like to hear good and only people hear... But then the, the bad sticks with them with the re- for the rest of their life. And I think mm-hmm. to myself, oh. And, and then I just say all the bad things. And I'm really, I'm really bad for that. But I think it's because coming from a creative background myself and when I was in my band and I was seeking out criticism, constantly seeking out criticism. Because mm-hmm. I, I, it's not that we were plateauing, but I found that the return on investment and what on the time I was spending was, was a bit more, uh, it was a lot. Sorry, mm-hmm. the return on investment was low. So I was putting a ton of work in the, the, and effort into what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And it didn't seem, the growth wasn't fast enough. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, I got to figure out what we are doing so that I can increase that. How can I either cre- increase my promotion, my marketing, or maybe it's the product itself. What right. can I do to make it better? And these were all things I wanted to find out because I wanted to get better. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't getting any criticism whatsoever and that's one of those kind of learning curve things that new owners or any business owner really needs to uh, learn to accept is to learn to accept that feedback learn to accept that criticism because as you're saying you know they need to pinpoint what's working and what's not working the Mm -hmm. one bad thing or two bad things that can happen to a business is a they get too comfortable with how everything's happening and just keep everything running status quo and b uh, they get no feedback and, you know, they, they're they stuck in status quo because nothing's happening. I mean, it's good when things are running good, but it's always good to keep improving what you have as well. Okay. Or they surround themselves with the yes men. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I was going to say something like, as like again, I'm also a creative and it is... And Errol will attest to this. It is so difficult for me to receive criticism. I will do it. I because oh, I know it's, you par- pair up with me at any point. Yeah, uh, I I know that it's pass. necessary, but I always need like I always need like a few moments slash several days to take in that criticism and to stop beating myself up about it. that is the stupid emotional journey I have to go on every single time. But whenever I write a script, whenever I do anything and I send it out to friends to to give me feedback, I know the people that I can go to. I know my yes-men. <laughs> and I know that they're there. What, that, you give it to your yes-men? No, no, no. Let me finish my story. <laughs> You're critique? right. I do hate you. <laughs> um no, like I could send, I could easily send it out to them and get the feedback. Like, oh, look, you did it! You did it so amazing, right? Like and your mom, like my mom. Well, actually, no, your mom might be critical. Ah, uh, no. Well, you really wrote this? Oh no, she'll be critical because she hates geek things. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a different thing. But uh, but I don't. I send it out to the people who are going to take out their red pen and just absolutely decimate what I've written and. It's so hard to hear, but it makes it so much better in the long run. And yeah, and the the nice thing about escape rooms is like, say, unlike something like a movie, once a movie comes out, it's done. It's a done product. You can't Mm -hmm. fix it at all. (laughs) And so if you get bad reviews on your movie, well, that's crap. Now just no one's going to see it. And now you have this thing that you did that no one's going to see. Whereas escape rooms, you have that opportunity to adjust things, to change things, and they can be an evolving product um, to a degree. Like obviously you can't rebuild your whole room, but maybe you can improve parts of it to make that experience better for your customers. Well, technically they could rebuild a whole new room for a lot of the facilities. That's that's true. (laughs) A room doesn't last more than two years if you think about it. Anyway, well... I don't know what the the, rate, the hmm. length of a room is. Do, what do you, I don't know. Do you think it's about... It depends on how successful the room is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some owners have said that because there's still customers coming in wanting to play certain rooms, they haven't changed it. And I think some of those rooms have lasted past the two years, Mark. Yeah. Like, there's no reason to change because... You know, if people are still buying tickets and, uh, mm-hmm. and the return on investment is still decent, then yep. why put more money into building a new room yeah yeah i just find that a lot of times when owners get reviews like they take it personally like i I guess through everything we've been saying 
because it's it's something they've created it's something that's near and dear to their hearts and you know they put in all that effort all the money all all their energy into it and they just expect it to be amazing so when hearing something bad about it they just don't know how to take it and i know this very well from from a lot of the events that i've planned you all like in corporate level you send out post event surveys and you get a mixed bag of people giving you feedback and it, it could be the stupidest thing like there weren't enough alcohol selection at the bar it's like well we can't really out you know account for all the alcohols out there so what can you do so you just have to be able to learn to sift through what is personally attacking you for no reason because i don't know people just do that that's that's how some people review things or if they are trying to actually give you some criticism that's worth looking at and it actually does point out issues in your space and in how you run the business or whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. Errol, you look like you're about to say something. <laughs> oh, I, I had thoughts. And then and? and then and then and then Ruby kept talking, which was good. I was gonna wait for her to finish talking. And then and then I forgot. <laughs> and so me looking like I was about to say something was me thinking, what did I just forget? God, what was I going to say? Oh, no. It was, that's okay. Yeah. It probably wasn't that important. Go ahead, Mike. Sorry. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's just as Ruby's saying, in an owner's point of view, how do you, and, and maybe it's something we can discuss, how do you pinpoint the rabid ragings of an enthusiast <laughs> versus some you know, feedback that's reasonable and something that you can put forth. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure that we've all had experiences where we've sat or done a room and thrown, you know, infinite amount of suggestions to them. For example, <laughs> you know, changing dog tag beepers into making cricket sounds or something like yeah. that. <laughs> um, hey, but- that was only if it was possible. <laughs> <laughs> well, all my su- I usually try to make sure that all of my suggestions are within a reasonable budget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently that doesn't exist anymore. A reasonable yeah. budget? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> the dog tag situation. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Finish anyway, Mike, thought. what were you saying? Yeah, so I... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. So where do where should they draw the line on what becomes reasonable and what, what should be, you know, just stuff that they kind of put it on the back burner for things to consider when we have a billion dollars? <laughs> And not even that. I mean, if you look at Yelp, you look at Google reviews, you look at Facebook reviews and TripAdvisor for some escapes that are on there. I mean, if you have a perfect score throughout from from an audience standpoint or like a, a customer standpoint, I think something's wrong. Like either people <laughs> aren't giving positive feedback or they just have a lot of friends or bots that they've built to do these reviews because I don't believe it if every single person gives you a full five star. Like that right. just seems impossible because... Like we're saying, everyone has their like thing that they don't like and they will they will mention it because it's it's just their personal opinion. And when people go on review sites, a lot of times you are expecting more negative than positive because those experiences are are more like forward in their minds and they they will I guess vent or rant about it more quickly than having a good experience versus a great experience, right? So for me, whenever I read food reviews when we're trying new restaurants and whatnot, if the restaurant has a perfect score and let's just say even though there's like 100 reviews, I will search for other review sites. I will search to see if there's anything bad I can find because I don't I don't believe in a perfect score. And usually when I search for bad things, it's not because I'm if it's a review, I'm not searching for a bad thing about a review to see to see it go down. I'm mm-hmm. trying to see if the bad things I can live with, mm-hmm. if yes. that makes sense. <laughs> yes. Because especially with escape rooms, it is super subjective. It mm, is very yes. subjective. If somebody writes a review along the lines like, I didn't really like the set, it wasn't believable. And then I thought to myself, <laughs> well, no, I can live with that. That's not a big deal with me. Yeah. But mm-hmm. if somebody write, revi- writes a review, so many red herrings, nothing made sense. And whatever, if they write about a lot of bad design, 
then mm-hmm. I'll definitely go to that room so I can pick it apart. No, but I probably wouldn't <laughs> enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. At least you'll 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 have your mind prepared to know that you probably won't enjoy this room. Yes, but mm-hmm. and and I go in with expectations. Now I always mm-hmm. go in with low expectations. You but do? Yes. I do. I'm a horrible well, person. Well, likewise when our when our friends give recommendations, we now know the preferences of our friends as well right so mm-hmm. it's like if if one of our friends really doesn't like a room and we're like yeah but they also hate like word puzzles so you know or whatever or like they or they're also like they're not that as much into they hate narrative or something then we're like okay we'll keep that in mind but or yeah. if we know that there's a lot of searching then it's more along lines okay we'll just expect to lose this room yeah <laughs> <laughs> if there's a ton of searching we're not going to say take out searching we're and actually no. just going to no. say oh we're not going to do well in this room this is not a task i like yes mm-hmm. exactly the thing is when you design a, ro- a room you have to figure out what you like and you come up with a standard that you are proud of and you live up to that expectation for yourself mm-hmm. because you won't be able to you won't be able to Please, Please everyone. everyone. There's no mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. So yeah. whenever I make any anything, whenever I make anything, I come up with something that I am going to love, or I am happy with. And if somebody critiques me and it's and it's still within the boundaries that I can fix and doesn't achieve that line that was going to make me happy, then I will fix it. It's like, oh, you're right. I had this goal in mind. I didn't achieve this goal because of this critique you gave me. So I'm going to fix this room in the because of what you said however if somebody says to me i don't like actors in a room and i wanted to put actors in the room i'm not going to change it not Mm -hmm. because i don't think their opinion was invalid it's very valid there were a lot of people who don't like actors and i can understand that or they don't like Mm -hmm. interacting with people and that's fine that doesn't make them wrong it's just what they don't like however the demographic i was going for and the gameplay i was going for required npcs yeah they're not so, your audience. Yes. Basically. So there's nothing wrong with the reviewer. They didn't like it, but that doesn't but that wasn't my my goal at, to begin was was to have NPCs. So I'm not going to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make that wrong, doesn't make me wrong is that I had a specific game I wanted to make. Yeah. And so trying to make that distinction between what I want to make and what is actually a, a mistake I need to fix in my room is something that every creator has to figure out. Also, the consistency of the complaints uh, mm. is is a factor, right? Yes. Like, if you have one person who came in and said, like, this room sucked for this reason, <coughs> wait a bit, as, as hard as that is. Like, see, unless it's a tech reason and you need to actually fix your tech. But, <laughs> um, but if, like, if you are consistently getting the same complaints from every single player that comes in or the majority of your players. Mm -hmm. And first of all, if you are even getting that feedback, that is awesome. The fact that you might actually get consistent feedback Mm -hmm. from your customers or from reviewers, that's valuable stuff. A lot of people actually don't like to talk and that's actually, it's actually worse not to get feedback and to have no idea why no one's coming to your business than it is to see a slew of complaints uh, and, and, have that that information to draw from Mm -hmm. but yeah if you're getting the same complaint about the same puzzle from every single group that doesn't mean your puzzle is difficult or that your puzzle is (laughs) is is that just genius and challenging it means it's flawed and Mm -hmm. that your customer experience is suffering for it true in fact i'll give a caveat to what i just said you could actually be wrong in your in your design and you didn't realize it. So getting back to thing, well, if I had a goal and I wanted to achieve this goal, and let's say I came up with a, I don't know, because sometimes we try all sorts of different things and we're going to see if we can succeed in this idea and then you realize you can't. And so there's no point in sticking to an idea if it's not working. If everybody hates it and you think it's awesome, but in the end you realize <laughs> it's not. It's mm-hmm. a horrible idea because nobody seems to like it. And so you change it. So... You don't stick to your guns on things if everybody hates it. You know, yeah. you also don't want to, a lot of things, whenever we talk to someone about an escape room or a puzzle and why we don't think it's good, they'll always shoot back to us. But three people solved it. It's like, 
<laughs> out, of, out of how many? <laughs> yeah. Well, even, yeah, and that's just it. You know, even if, if three people solved it, how did they solve it by luck? Did they solve mm-hmm. it because it was accidentally not closed? There's, it still could be a really bad puzzle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think if you're not getting verbal feedback on, on your puzzle design or, or in your room, if you're getting people asking for hints at the same point in time mm-hmm. of the game every time or at least like 70 80 percent of the time then then you should look into it maybe there's something is wrong because why would so many people need a hint on the same part right there has to be something mm-hmm. anyway that's that's uh when it comes to puzzle design in general or room design escape room game design it can be very it can be very tricky and li- and beta testing it's mm-hmm. almost turning into a beta testing kind of rant it too. is a beta test <laughs> and we've had this rant before which is yes. i think on the slack the other day I, I i saw a comment from from an enthusiast who said that the owner told them that they don't see the sense in beta testing yeah that oh, was no. like yeah that was whacked. i was like i raged what? for a bit about that and yeah because everything they make is perfect from the get-go yeah Mm. (laughs) but shifting i guess from the design aspect of things because some like you know not everybody will like your designs but then there's Mm -hmm. the customer service side of things yes where you know if even if no not everyone likes your design everyone should like your customer service that is true yeah well unless you have the best room on the planet then you could probably let your customer service slide. <laughs> That's a little, I guess, not like a little, if you're a terrible. jerk. <laughs> True, but then again, if you think about it, there are those rich, snobby places that thinking we would like, you know, to reserve this place, and they go, no, not for another five years. Well, I don't, oh, okay. they don't have to say about that like that. <laughs> and then you go, okay, 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 I'll do anything to get there. I'll get, you know. There are places that are so popular, it probably doesn't matter what they do. Probably, but they still should. Yeah, I mean, think of it, you know, like Chinese restaurants. Sometimes they have horrible customer service. (laughs) And you still go back. (laughs) Yeah, well, if you put MSG into your escape and then then maybe (laughs) I'll be okay. (laughs) That's true, but... That doesn't mean that customer service isn't valuable. <laughs> no, no, I think it's super yeah. valuable, right? Yeah. Uh, and especially if your room sucks. If your room yes. sucks. Like <laughs> if you have even a mediocre room, you can change the experience by having a really good customer service, especially at the end, to to kind of change their perspective and help the players feel a little bit better about what they just went through in the 45 minutes or one hour. Because it all comes down to their experience. An escape mm-hmm. room is really all about their experience, especially. Yeah. Yeah. And again, we've talked about that before. I was also more talking about how your customer service when you see those comments pop up. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, that's very yes. important too. Yes. Yeah, no, no, no. Like if you start attacking them on Yelp, <laughs> oh man. You're done so for. Dumb. Like you don't come out as the good guy on no, that. No, never. No. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> never. If you belittle your customer oh, on Yelp, oh yeah. no. It's like, well, maybe you're too dumb to figure it out. Oh no. no. Or maybe this style of game is more European set to an Asian <laughs> crowd. <laughs> it's like i see hmm. <laughs> i don't know if anybody will remember that comment mike I, and ruby got that comment when they no were, we didn't no oh, it was, it was e4g that? oh right it was e4g that got that comment mm-hmm. yes Hopefully. but we can see how you would confuse us with e4g <laughs> Yes, yes. Oh, no, yeah, you're guess. also brilliantly smart and solve everything. <laughs> Can't tell if it's a compliment or sarcasm. No, no, I'm, I'm not. No, I'm, both of them are. Yeah. Why? You don't believe that, man, Pants? Oh, no, I do. It's back to me. I hate you, Errol. This is the I Hate You, Errol podcast. <laughs> but yeah, like you, you gain nothing from attacking your customers. And there was something that er- like advice Errol gave to me years ago. Oh. You know, dating advice. You always have that in in spades. (laughs) I would be dating half the people on the subway if, like, (laughs) if I took your dating advice. (laughs) Oh boy! Yeah. What about that guy? What's wrong with him? So it was like you know, whenever we get 
negative comments on our work or something. And and Errol's advice was, and these are the unreasonable ones, the ones that are like, I, this doesn't come for escape rooms, but like the you're super fat comments or something like that, right? They're just kind of cruel or they're just people that you aren't going to be able to turn their opinions and you know it right they really hated it they're not gonna go back to not hating it and errol said you don't don't try and win over the haters celebrate the people who already you know like you Mm -hmm. basically like put your energy into them more than into these negative reviews right this is true a lot of people expend an awful lot of energy trying to convert people who will never like them. (laughs) Yeah. And I think you could expend all that energy into celebrating the people who do. And so if I have fans, then I'll, I'll not me, but you know, if your room, if your room has fans, then celebrate those people, give them what they want, but don't give what, the haters want i mean you know it depends if uh, if every person is a hater then maybe you should listen to them yeah yeah (laughs) for those one or two people who gave you the one star review or who went onto the enthusiast group and posted a rant about your room you know again you're not gonna come out looking like the good guy you're not gonna if you especially and it takes an inordinate amount it takes an immense amount of energy just to chase after them and mm-hmm. to hunt them down and and rant at them and try to get them deleted from existence and just because you're afraid of their one review. And, yeah. you know, you can't do anything about it. People are going to post things. People are going to post reviews. And they shouldn't... And they shouldn't be afraid to. Like, they shouldn't fear owner repercussions because, <laughs> <laughs> because they didn't like your room. Mm-hmm. And another hard thing is that it also depends on what you're, what you're happy with, just like I said. Because there, we always say this, is that you shouldn't cater to enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. If you cater to enthusiasts, sure, then you'll get a golden lock. Then you <laughs> might get a brag award. That's the Topeka Award. <laughs> you might get these awards, and that's wonderful. But not everybody is shooting for that because that's an intense amount of work and money, probably. <laughs> and so, you know, if you're reading reviews and they don't absolutely love your room, it mm-hmm. could be because they have done the best of the best. Yeah, true. And that we all have we all have expectations. It is rare that we are surprised in a room. Yep. And if you try to make a room hoping that we would, you know, your amazing idea will blow our minds, there's a good chance that we've seen it about five or six times. Now, mm-hmm. I will say this. I will never, for some reason, solve the puzzle where you have to shine a black light on a keypad. I do not know why. I have now seen it <laughs> four or five times, and I keep forgetting to do that. <laughs> there's something wrong with my brain. It's like, i got a black light. I've got a keypad. What should we do? I don't know. Oh, we're just stuck. Let's see if we can find the coat somewhere. Maybe yeah. it's in those pictures or the tile of the ceiling, you know, it's yeah. like whatever. But no, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I don't ever put those two together. Side note, and this probably doesn't have anything to do with what we're talking about. Actually, definitely doesn't. But Errol and I were at an escape room beta the other night. Oh, no, like, fun. More like a theater beta. And at one point, uh, at one point, there was uh, black lights that were brought out. And we were with my friend. Blythe and and she's never really done escape rooms and so Errol and I both had the heaviest of sighs upon discovering these we're like oh black lights all right (laughs) let's do this and afterwards Blythe's like what so why did you why did you hate them so much because she she didn't get it she thought it was cool right and and I was like that's a really good example of don't cater to enthusiasts Mm -hmm. newbies We'll love them some black lights. Yes. We will not. We will grumble. We will groan. We would like to see them well implemented, but mm. again, we're not your audience. Searching for a room through black light kind of annoys us. But yes, as Man Pen says, we're not really your audience. So mm-hmm. it would you be won't preferable. you won't impress us with black lights. <laughs> but do you need to impress us? No. Maybe you don't need to impress us. You really want to cater to the audience. In your town, that demographic. Yes. Yes. So if you have a town of enthusiasts, absolutely. Build your rooms for them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But that's not going to be likely. (laughs) No, definitely not. At this point in time. Mm -hmm. So 
you get a bad review, you get a bad comment. How do you respond to that? Mike's our customer service person and he knows the owners. <laughs> what are some examples of what are some of the examples about of like owners who handled it well? Well, I think in general, first the owner has to really, and as we talked before, really kind of pick out the crazy, rabid, foaming in the mouth kind of comments versus something that's reasonable or something that they've heard before. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just something where it's coming from genuine concern. Um, But in general, the, the, the best thing to do is get ahead of it before anything happens. You know, even a simple, hey, how was your room? Uh, did you guys enjoy your experience? Asking those two very simple questions will probably avoid, you know, an angry Yelp review or, you know, an angry email later on because it might still be fresh. But you may be like us where we need to digest this information. Sometimes we need to go and eat and have some nice desserts or even crappy desserts and drinks and decide, hey, maybe that room wasn't really for us. Uh, but in any respect, just kind of genuine asking for feedback, asking for how their experience was. I mean, you don't have to take everything word for word and go apply it, but, you know, just 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 follow up. And I think most of the time, the hardest part is to swallow, swallow the bad review and think about it from, from the customer's perspective and to respond to them, not trying to attack them back. Because we see that a lot on, online where people just get upset so the first thing is probably just to say hey i'm sorry to hear that you didn't have a good experience or you didn't like this did you want to talk about or like you know is it something that we can improve on like you have to speak positively and and objectively well it's even better it looks even better well i mean depending on if if they respond that means that they're engaged which is a good Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm. if they don't respond then what people see on those reviews is that somebody ranted the owner responded and that asked for and like asked for feedback mm-hmm. and that speaks more volumes than say like if somebody says i did a bad room and an owner responds your face is a bad room and, you know like <laughs> that it, it, there's two different things it's like yeah. if they see an owner mm-hmm. cares and they they want to improve then mm-hmm. that might stick more in people's minds than an owner hunting them down and destroying them yes because like people would see oh this this person's engaged in their business or like the customer service is there and they're trying to figure out what went wrong but whoever played it or reviewed it isn't responding so maybe they just had a bad day or maybe they just had one bad experience that's you know it's an outlier so you shouldn't take too much into what they said and you know what we can also give advice to enthusiasts. Yes. <laughs> Take a <Because> chill pill. <laughs> Although, I don't know. Because <laughs> there is something. I mean, actually, the good thing about a lot of enthusiasts, I remember someone making this comment about it, it seems that most enthusiasts will not call out an, a venue on the boards. No. Yeah. They rarely do. An mm-hmm. enthusiast will rarely call out a venue and they'll say, if you really want to know, PM me, yeah. but I'm not going to call them out. And and then you have a lot of other enthusiasts said, you should bring them down, down with company. And, you know, I, I don't think that's the right attitude either. No. no. Because, you know, there are some companies that honestly don't know and mm-hmm. they want to improve. But if you try your best to see them, see them go down <laughs> and sink to the bottom of the depths of your bitter <laughs> anger, then it's not going to help them. We, for the most part, I think we as enthusiasts want to see the industry get better. Yes. Know? Yes. <clears throat> right? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We do want to see the... In- That's why we're here. That's why we do this podcast. It's not because it's our personal soapbox to make sure all the bad people go away, <laughs> but it's because we want the industry to get better. And as enthusiasts, we want to have like good know- rooms to play. Yes. <laughs> But we, yeah, and it's true. But we also understand that we, as enthusiasts, are still uh, have higher expectations, mm-hmm. and we've seen everything, and and we are not people's audience. So as enthusiasts, you know, you'll see some people. Oh, we got out in thirty minutes. A yeah. room shouldn't be like that. And I'm thinking, well, no. If you're an experienced enthusiast group, you should get out in thirty yeah, minutes. Just yeah. expect mm-hmm. that you're not going to get your money's worth anymore. <laughs> 
because they want the room to be somewhat accessible to the mainstream group, which is 90% of the people. Yeah. Because we are enthusiasts, we are going to escape earlier. Yes. Or not escape at all. So enthusiasts, when before you post your rants, and if you really didn't like an experience, as Mike said, really think about why you did not like that experience. Mm -hmm. If you can't think of an answer apart from like, this sucks, then maybe that's just you had a bad day. Yeah. So think about that before you like post it. (laughs) But there are many reasons why you might not like a room. And it's a lot of it is subjective. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Let's say there's a tech error. And unfortunately, that will happen. And so sometimes an escape room will not handle that properly because to them, they see, and this is the error on the escape facility, but to them, to them, a tech error just means, okay, let's iterate so that we can make this better and not realize that, you know, you'll never do this room ever again. So this one unique singular experience is the only one you will ever have. See, right. some escape room facilities don't, I mean, sometimes forget that we aren't their little beta testers as they keep trying mm-hmm. to make a room better mm-hmm. and forget that, that that's it. We can't do it ever again. And so right. now it's horrible. And now what are we going to do? But then again, for enthusiasts, you know. Well, with things like tech issues, I don't always fault the tech or I don't always like judge the actual tech failure. I judge how it's handled after the fact. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. mostly what I judge. So if it, like the owner comes in and is like sighing deeply and <laughs> looking at us like we broke his tech and that we're the worst, then I'm going to judge that more mm-hmm. than I am the actual failure itself. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think one other tip that enthusiasts can keep in mind before writing reviews is, um, like, for example, I'm, I'm going to template myself here, is that obviously I have biases of things that I don't like, and it's been joked, you know, libraries, cats, all that crap. But, <laughs> but you know, the thing is, so what I do now, especially with certain facilities that I may have a bias for, is that I'll ask my group, uh, either my crack team or even new players, how was their experience? What did they like about the rooms? And I really try to grab the best parts of all of those to really construct a review because the worst parts may just be side feedback that I give to an owner versus something that's showing up on the review. Uh, again, having asking your group will probably give you a more rounded kind of review of how everybody's how the entire experience really mm-hmm. was because everyone's going to feel something different especially when we go go with our groups everyone has their own skills and specialties so what they experience is a little bit different yeah. and if your consensus for the room was it oh it, it was overall good i i had a part that i like everyone had a part that they liked. like like so. if it was full of logic puzzles and you hate logic puzzles but you brought your lawyer friend who <laughs> loves logic puzzles and breeze through it then then you know it's good yeah. it's good enough mm-hmm Oh, yeah, and I like reviews that usually end on a, you will enjoy this room if you like these following things, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, And there are the reviewers who I trust to be objective enough to say, like, really don't play this room, or really do play this room, because these are elements that are unique about it. Mm -hmm. And really, as an enthusiast, that's what I look for. I look for uniqueness and not a lot of escape rooms can pull off uniqueness. Yeah, and so I'm not going to blame an escape room if I've seen everything before. You know, a lot of people say, yeah, I've done this new room that came up. Nothing was new in it. And, and <laughs> I think to myself, well, does, does anything have to be new in it? Mm-hmm. No, if they're the only one in their area, then nothing really has to be new or mind-blowing yeah. because it's going to be brand new to the people there. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's important for me when I look in an escape room. I just want to make sure that the puzzles are fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all I really want. It might it might not be mind blowing. It might actually be boring for me. But as long as the puzzles are fair, yeah. then I'm then it then that's great. The thing I see the things I see being complained about most on the enthusiast group right now, you could disagree with me, are the puzzle designs, <laughs> the hints how they're delivered and yeah. everybody really hates how hints are and delivered uh, and the reason. general and general customer service that's that's the things i see most about it people actually aren't complaining so much about sets or like narrative or anything people talk about immersion a lot 
Do they? Well, they talk about immersion, but they're not. But complaining. they don't. They don't complain that a room isn't immersive enough. Usually, yeah. They, well, I think we've all taken the stance that immersion isn't really there yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we don't complain about that. Yeah. Because it's just like you know, it's like not complaining about narrative because the narrative isn't there yet. Yeah. Right. We're not in a. We we are in a situation where we will probably see a black light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But not in a situation where we see constant narrative for us to yeah. pick on. <laughs> I guess I do want to ask one more question to Errol, actually. Oh, me! Seeing Ooh, as you're an escape question. room mod, because ba, ba, ba. posts do get deleted on oh, yeah. the escape room enthusiast group. I usually see when it says man pants, delete. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is the difference, say, between somebody who posts a negative rant about a room and somebody who, like, what kind of negative rant would get actually deleted? If it's a personal attack. If it's a personal attack. Okay. Yes, if we start seeing people doing personal attacks, we actually don't even start deleting them for fun. We will have a long discussion about it. Mm-hmm. So the, the mods will get together and they'll say, hey, this is getting a bit out of hand. Mm-hmm. And then we will decide whether or not we... Because, you know, whenever we lock threads, then some people get angry. It's like, <laughs> no, let, you know, we're a free country. Let us attack each other. It's like, oh, for pity's sake. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, if it's an ad saying, come to my room, then we obviously. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of people report a lot of things. Yeah. We get a lot of reports like, look, this person is talking about how amazing this other person is. And that makes me jealous. And I'm going to report it. I don't know. And it just. Yeah. I just leave that up for somebody else but it's interesting what is our role as a mod Mm -hmm. are we supposed to be there to protect businesses are we supposed to be there to protect people's integrity are we there to protect enthusiasts i don't think we are really we want at least make it a non-toxic environment this Mm -hmm. is true so we don't want to have their personal tax but if somebody hates another person's room or somebody hates another person's review, then those those people those parties have to figure it out. Yeah, and it's not up to us to police. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're we're not really meant to be their arbiter. We're not their <laughs> you know we're not their judge. Sorry, my daughter is now mouthing things at me, and I don't know what she's talking about. Yeah. What? Oh yeah, sure, cook me a chicken burger. This is. This is like what happened last or like another pod, like five podcasts ago or something. The chicken burger question came up. Just like one. Just one chicken burger is okay. Sure. Now, people may argue with us, but the only rule we have set up is that rooms can't advertise and try to be civil to each other. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe some people think that we have to go out and hunt them down and dispense justice. I am the law. Is that your that was my Judge Dredd impression? <laughs> <laughs> please like enter an escape room Judge using Dredd. that once, please. <laughs> I am the law. You're like Kermit the Frog saying <laughs> Judge Dredd line. <laughs> it's like, what, what was that? <laughs> <sighs> On that note... <laughs> No, I don't know. What do you think? You can think of like, you know, what is our purpose as mods? As mods. Well, I know that the advertising question gets murky because it is hard to it is hard to promote yourself without out and out saying like, come to my room, please. Right. And I find that the posts that get to stay up are usually ones that also ask questions of the community right Mm -hmm. so if somebody's doing something new in tech like look at this look we're building a new room and we're trying out this cool new thing right something that that promotes discussion Mm -hmm. is usually left up yeah that uh doesn't look completely like advertising but something that's out and out asking players to you know come soliciting (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's soliciting like that that's where the line gets drawn i guess so what do you think, however, about us, you know, as I said before, is it our job to mediate when people are starting to get upset with each other or when things become toxic like well, that? Well, when, when they're personal, 
Yeah, like I think that. For example, in this particular case, the the gentleman in question who was angry with me mm-hmm. uh, was under the impression that it is my job to do something about this about this customer. No, I don't think that's your job. Some people might disagree. Some I don't people know. might disagree. I mean, I don't think it's my job, but oh, uh, as yeah. Admin, Again, you couldn't find the original post, so. The original post might have said something like, this stupid poo head of a man is is runs a stupid room and his children suck, then yeah, take <laughs> that down. But if it was if it was just a rant on the actual room and he, if he just felt threatened that his business would do poorly, then I mean, there's not much you can do about that one. And he should, and have, he if- should have reported it with the post because there's no context. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Boy, was there no context. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I think, as I said before, I do get it. You know, if this is your livelihood mm-hmm. and one person is taking it down, but then, you know, how, why is one person taking down your livelihood? If mm-hmm. they are a powerful person, then, that, then that's kind of unjust. You know, if you suddenly had the president of the United States take down your company, he seems to do that a lot anyway, <laughs> then then that, I think that's bad. But if it's just one customer, mm-hmm. then maybe maybe it's something that you need to fix. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it could be you <laughs> as opposed to one customer. Maybe something is wrong with your room. Mm-hmm. That is always maybe a Maybe something isn't, but at the same time, you know. And then if you're going to approach the mods, it's better to do it in a civil manner. People skills. People's yes. Skills. Yes. Customer service. It's yes. a thing. Yes. It's really important. It's very important. So, because in the end, you know, you have to like win us over to convince us that there was a wrong as opposed to telling us what we should do about said wrong <laughs> you've made up. Mm-hmm. Or didn't make up, but you have to convince me of it. And that wasn't done. They just got angry and blocked <laughs> me. <laughs> Oh, boy. Oh, dear. It's all well and good. Anyway, you seem tense, man pants. Huh? Am I? I don't know. Maybe you're just sick. It's hard to say. Yeah, hard to say. It's hard I'm to always say. tense. Yeah. I'm always tense. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Hulk. Did Mike leave? No, he's no, here. No, I'm here. I'm just listening. Any closing thoughts on the matter? Mm, keep your cool. Think about what you're going to say and do it. I remember at the very beginning of our podcast, I would ask Manpans all sorts of questions about critiquing, about critiques about our podcast. Mm. Because Manpans had the most experience out of all of us when it came to listening to podcasts. Yeah, and we just in- got to introducing ourselves now. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? People will know who we, we are when thing. we talk. We did the thing. <laughs> and yeah, it's funny. Yeah, like I, I do listen to a ton of podcasts and I know what type ours is. So I know what ones to compare it to. We um, have a type. We are what is known as the Living Room Podcast. Oh. We are not professional. We record literally, well, we're almost in your living room. And <laughs> it's, it's, it's mostly discussion-based kinds of things, as opposed to like a fictional podcast, or as opposed to something like NPR, or like a, a journalistic podcast. Mm. So I, I listen to other podcasts like ours and i i know what works i I've, I've kind of developed a sense of what works and what doesn't and yeah i'm always looking to improve it we're always trying to think of ideas some people hate me because i tease you too much man pants and we stopped that isn't that great what? we didn't stop that i still tease you all the time <laughs> no, but not on the podcast it's a different time. not on the podcast as much oh no no i still but the topics you. of teasing have shifted oh really yes I don't tease you about dating anymore. No, what, not on the podcast. This podcast. You did. I was. I was shocked. Actually, <laughs> I teased <laughs> you about it last podcast. No. 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 Are you sure? I don't think so. If Thought you I well, did. all right, you're sneaking them back in, so maybe you did uh, <laughs> dial it back a bit. Because <laughs> we've discovered that sometimes what comes across in audio from people who are to people who are not our friends mm-hmm. who don't. Uh, know us and way. know us, you know, it's not the same thing. And so it might come across as abusive and it's not to us, <laughs> but 
we can see how it would to people other people. People want to protect you, man, pans. I'm, I'm okay She's with that. She's got fans. Yeah, I know. Pan so there fans. you go. Yeah. <laughs> if you're pan fans, so I okay. think what they can do is that they can contact you directly. That's uh, okay. No. <laughs> what do you mean? No. So they can see if you're okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. No, no. Not your pan fans. I meant like, you so know. No, it's okay. Can we just address this pan fans thing? <laughs> no. No. <What>? <laughs> This is a Mike thing. This is a Mike thing that he came up with, and Errol just rode that train. (laughs) (laughs) And it hasn't stopped. Mm. It has not stopped. Man Pants has fans. Pan fans. Yeah, no. Yeah. (laughs) It's okay to have fans. Yes, it is, but don't call them Pam Pants. What do you want to call them? Nothing, just people. People, no, but you know know how some fans like to have that label. Just like how Bieber has believers. Yeah, like believers. Mariah Carey has lambs. Believer. (laughs) Yes, but And Lady Gaga has monsters. But there aren't actually pan fans. How do you know there aren't any pan fans? <laughs> there, are, there might be, but they're a silent group. They're all introverts. If you're so a pan like, fan, you know. email us at roomescapedivas uh, at gmail.com. They're all yes. trolls. Or if they have critiques. Oh, yes, yeah, if you have you critiques. Go. There this you go. is the podcast to go if all out. If you have critiques, Errol critique loves critiques. He, yes. will, he will delight in them. He will say, like, look how horrible people think I am. It's great. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> See, and I bet and he's you... gets sad when people like his stuff because he's like, no one's criticizing me. Oh, I don't get sad that people like my stuff. You it's just more... get sad that you don't know how to improve because yes. they're saying how you mm-hmm. can improve. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah. Anyway, you can send rambled. us critiques. We will love yeah. them. Yes. Yes. It could be that this one was more rambly. It could be like whatever. <sighs> so we ended there. Maybe they they want critiques of more making man pants crack during the outro. Yeah? Yeah. Maybe they're sick of that. Maybe they just want a professional, you know, outro. Thing. Well, no, if they're sick of it, what they can do is just like, oh, they're ending. And then they just, because they know that nothing really comes after that. Yeah. So they could just stop. Yeah. Maybe. Right? You know, it's just like how I skip over intros and animes. Yes. And outros and animes. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you rage if you don't have the ability to do that. I really like it when they allow you to skip the intro. Yeah. <laughs> we are so rambling right now. We got to stop. <laughs> is, that a, some, is that a critique you have of other podcasts when they ramble? A lot of podcasts ramble, yeah. So is that a bad thing or a good thing? It depends. It depends? There was a... Okay, this is another ramble, but side note. I listened to a podcast called My Favorite Murder. Mm-hmm. And one of them... And it's two com- two comedians doing it, and they ramble a lot. And so the first one I listened to, they rambled at the beginning for about 30 minutes Ooh. about their lives, what they were doing. And I was like, I thought I came to this podcast to listen to a murder. What, <laughs> what the heck? And then uh, I was about to turn it off, and then they they mentioned like, oh, wow, we've been talking for a while. And then they mentioned people complaining about them rambling too much. And then they said, you know what? If you don't... Like, it is our podcast, and if we don't, you don't have to listen to it. Mm. And I thought, all right, point to you, my favorite murder. I could have turned this off at any point. <laughs> and <laughs> they true. had tons of fans, though. Like, ah. they, you know. And but, are they on Patreon? Uh, I think they are. Ah, so I don't there you think go. I've listened to their recent stuff. You know, that so. would also make sense that after a while, you probably should. Either you're going to change the direction of your podcast, and yeah. if that's the format. Or if you are happy with your format and if fans start to say things, then maybe you can listen to them. It can be very difficult, right? Because yeah. sometimes fans can latch on to strange things. We're fans. We're enthusiasts. We latch on to strange things. We do. You know, the good thing is that we don't have a Patreon. <laughs> we do not have a Patreon. <laughs> so we're beholden to no one. <laughs> We're just gonna badmouth the world after our <laughs> after our podcast on criticism. No, no, no. I mean, it, that is probably one of the reasons why we don't go didn't. On yeah, we didn't go yeah. on Patreon because I think it was when I when I was as I said when I was part of my music group a long time ago and we were taking in money. Then I realized I that that I had more of a commitment because I took their money and now I promised to deliver them a product. Yeah. But now we can just choose to just say, oh, no, podcast is out. Yeah. No more. Or just release a podcast of all fart noises. We don't care. <laughs> <laughs> release a podcast about my sister. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she would be on it. She'd be like, oh. oh, no, we already did. Remember? Yeah. Well, she was on it. Yeah. 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 You know what I wanted to do this year? Holy I crap, wanted to this actually. This is going on a while. <laughs> Take us out, man pants. <laughs> What did you want to do this year? Oh, I wanted to bring songs back and I didn't. Oh, oh. Well. See, but we're not beholden to anybody for that. So. Yeah, I just wanted to do it. Okay, you can take us out, man pants. All right. Room Escape Divas is brought to you by Inverse Genius. You can go to inversegenius.com to find other fun podcasts just like this one. You can also email us at roomescapedivas at gmail.com. I have a criticism. Oh, no. It's criticism. Yes. I'm kidding. Keep going. Oh. oh, I was going to say, what? Do I always say it out of order? Because I do. I always really? know that. Really? Okay. Who pays attention when you talk? Probably about nobody. Time? Sorry, not that but... it's not important. It's just that we're too busy trying like to... Like our Facebook page. And if you use <laughs> Twitter, you can use the hashtag R-E-Divas. Errol only has one way to troll me now during these outros, and it's stale. So if you would like to critique Errol on his... on his, Oh, we know, could ask for more stale. ideas. More ideas on... Uh, making it, man it, pants crack. Making me crack, because I'm getting acclimatized to Errol's trollings. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's true. Man pants is now immune. Yeah. There's nothing I can say. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.